0: Epistle to my brother George by John Keats read for LibriVox.org, by Nemo Full many a dreary hour have I passed, my brain bewildered, and my mind o'ercast with heaviness in seasons when I've thought No sphery strains by me could eer be caught from the blue dome, though I to dimness gaze. On the far depth where sheeted lightning plays, or on the wavy grass outstretched supinely, pry among the stars to strive to think divinely, that I should never hear Apollo's song, though feathery clouds were floating all along the purple west, and two bright streaks between the golden lyre itself were dimly seen, that the still murmur of the honey-bee. Would never teach a rural song to me that the bright glance from beauty's eyelids slanting would never make a lay of mine enchanting or warm my breast with ardor to unfold some tale of love and arms in time of old but there are times when those that love the bay fly from all sorrowing far far away a sudden glow comes on them, not they see in water, earth, or air, but poesy. It has been said, dear George, and true I hold it, for knightly Spenser, to Libertus told it, that when a poet is in such a trance, and ere he sees white coursers paw and prance, astridden of gay knights in gay apparel. Who at each other tilt in playful quarrel, and what we ignorantly sheet lightning call is the swift opening of their wide portal. When the bright warder blows his trumpet clear, whose tones reach naught on earth but poet's ear, when these enchanted portals open wide, and through the light the horsemen swiftly glide, the poet's eye can reach those golden halls. And view the glory of their festivals, their ladies fair that in the distance seem fit for the silvering of a seraph's dream, their rich brimmed goblets that incessant run like the bright spots that move about the sun, and when upheld, the wine from each bright jar pours with the lustre of falling star. Yet further off are dimly seen their bowers of which no mortal eye can reach the flowers and tis right just for well apollo knows twould make the poet quarrel with a rose all that's revealed from that far seat of blisses is the clear fountain's interchanging kisses as gracefully descending light and thin like silver streaks across a dolphin's fin when he upswimmeth from the coral caves and sports with half his tail above the waves these wonders strange he sees and many more whose head is pregnant with poetic lore should he upon an evening ramble fair with forehead to the soothing breezes bare, would he not see but the dark silent blue with all its diamonds trembling through and through the coy moon, when in the waviness of whitest clouds she does her beauty dress, and staidly paces higher up and higher, like a sweet nun in holy day attire, ah, yes, much more would start into his sight, the revelries and mysteries of night, and should I ever see them, I will tell you, such tales as needs must with amazement spell you these are the living pleasures of the bard but richer far posterity's award what does he murmur with his latest breath while his proud eye looks through the film of death what though i leave this dull and earthly mould yet shall my spirit lofty converse hold with after-times the patriot shall feel my stern alarum in unsheath his steel or in the senate thunder out my numbers to startle princes from their easy slumbers the sage will mingle with each moral theme my happy thoughts Centenius, he will teem with lofty periods when my verses fire him and then i'll stoop from heaven to inspire him lays have i left of such a dear delight that maids will sing them on their bridal night gay villagers upon a morn of may when they have tired their gentle limbs with play and formed a snowy circle on the grass and placed in midst of all that lovely lass who chosen is their queen with her fine head crowned with flowers purple white and red for there the lily and the musk-rose sighing are emblems true of hapless lovers dying between her breast that never yet felt trouble a bunch of violets full-blown and double serenely sleep she from a casket takes a little book and then a joy awakes about each youthful heart with stifled cries and rubbing of white hands and sparkling eyes for she's to read a tale of hopes and fears one that i fostered in my youthful years the pearls that on each glistening circlet sleep gush ever and anon with silent creep lured by the innocent dimples to sweet rest shall the dear babe upon its mother's breast be lulled with songs of mine fair world adieu thy dales and hills are fading from my view swiftly i mount upon wide spreading pinions far from the narrow bounds of thy dominions full joy i feel while thus i cleave the air that my soft verse will charm thy daughter's fair and warm thy sons ah my dear friend and brother could i at once my mad ambition smother for tasting joys like these sure i should be happier and dearer to society at times tis true i felt relief from pain when some bright thought has darted through my brain through all that day i felt a greater pleasure than if i'd brought to light a hidden treasure as to my sonnets though none else should heed them i feel delighted still that you should read them of late too i have had much calm enjoyment stretched on the grass at my best-loved employment of scribbling lines for you these things i thought while in my face the freshest breeze i caught e'en now i'm pillowed on a bed of flowers that crowns a lofty cliff which proudly towers above the ocean waves the stalks and blades checker my tablet with their quivering shades on one side is a field of drooping oats through which the poppies show their scarlet coats so pert and useless that they bring to mind the scarlet coats that pester humankind and on the other side outspread is seen ocean's blue mantle streaked with purple and green now tis i see a canvassed ship and now mark the bright silver curling round her prow i see the lark down dropping to his nest and the broad-winged seagull never rest for when no more he spreads his feathers free his breast is dancing on the restless sea now i direct my eyes into the west which at this moment is in sunbeams dressed why westward turn twas but to say adieu twas but to kiss my hand dear george to you august eighteen sixteen